G'day, Dabad Moon followers. I hope the light is shining bright on you. I am wearing my Bad Moon shirt and I am here talking all things Gloom Spike Gits in third edition. Let's do some stabbing. Let's do some vomiting. Let's do some bouncing. Let's do some spidery stuff. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm on about. I'm I'm here. Yeah, we do some scuttling stuff, and and if you're you're a bit of a drunk, uh, bring in an ale guzzler gargant. But I am here with Declan Waters, who has been list teching, and I've been watching you, mate. I've been watching you because <laughs> you've been going to a bunch of events with Gloom Spike Gits with some crazy lists. You've been bringing in Kragnos. You've been bringing in Mega Gargants. You've been trying some weird stuff in your list, and I thought. Why do I bother trying to learn these lists when he can tell me for? He can do it for me. So, Declan, you're in England. You are kicking ass in uh, things like Facehammer and pretty sure, like, you know, you're basically 5-0 and o kind of player. But, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. <laughs> Will, 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 I was talking to Will on the, just before the show started. He's like, you know, how do I beat? I'm like, you have to tune in because you have to learn how to beat Gits. Yeah. Um, he's like, well, how do I beat him? Like, you don't just concede because gits are the best. But um, welcome. Um, maybe do you want to introduce yourself other than my dodgy salesperson type of like intro there? Yeah, of course. So, so for those who don't know me, I've been playing uh, Warhammer Fantasy at tournaments forever since about 2002. Um, the first first tournament of Bristol Brawl when there were like four tournaments in the UK a year. So it's it's just incredible what we get now in the UK. Um, I've done at least 25 tournaments since AOS launched. Um, so the first few under under MoComp, for those who remember it, and South Coast Comp, from when Games Workshop decided to not give us points, which was always yeah. Fun. And I was I was I was playing in wounds, like in my co yeah. in my community, it was all about like fighting, like you know, hey, everyone bring a hundred wounds in your list. So I'm like, great, I'll bring my little free guild guard, and I'll bring some handgunners and some crossbows, and then some jerkwad that I played at a tournament where I went enough is enough had like Archeon with three bloodthirsters and I'm like yeah. how is that fair <laughs> yeah so we we owe quite a lot to Mo for that it was uh, it, it made it made the tournaments possible which was great um and uh, then since uh, since AOS 3 I've, I've been rushing around to tournaments I think the with covid being trapped at home with uh, with my wife and and the kitten I mean, I've managed to get quite a few passes to lead which has been good um, so I've done Carnage with Sons of Behemoth, uh, Face Hammer with the Gits, um, and just did Carnage with the new Iron Jaws. Um, and I've done uh, done four one-day tournaments. So I've done Squigs at the Honest Wargamer, Behemoth at a little club in Hinkley, um, Behemoth with Teams at um, the Honest Wargamer, and then Gits with Craggy at the Honest Wargamer, which was, um, yeah. But it's pretty damn interesting. I hope you had Scraggy and Craggy, the, no, the, best, the best tag team since Hulk, uh, Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, I'm, um, waiting for mate, Nathan. Gonna... I'm waiting for Nathan to do Scraggy and Craggy. That sounds like the sort of thing he should do. Uh, I'd love to put a little uh, Scraggy on top of Craggy. But you've got a lot of fans, and I think, you know, it just shows that you are an absolute legend when it comes to gits. Um, and people who don't know, one, first off, I'm out of lockdown, so expect to see me at a tournament close to you. But second of all is I get to play some third edition and Gits are nearest and dearest to my heart. And fun fact, it was the last army that I played in 2E, literally like a week before 3E came in. Um, I had a tournament and then I went into lockdown. So I've been in lockdown for about four months now. And the last army I ran was Gits. 
And I've been playing around with a whole bunch of hordes. And I know when I've been looking at my list, I've been thinking about how would I take this 2K list and how do I – because I'm a horde guy. I love my stabbers. I love my nets. I love my fanatics. I love my little four-wound, five-wound idiot heroes. Um, so for me, I've been looking at all the cool stuff, right? You know, we've, the ally pool has changed. We uh, used to only ally with bone splitters. Now we have the whole of the Auric War clans. You know, we've now got Mega Gargans, we've got Kragnos, you've got so many things that I think that while, and I love your, your opinion on this, Gits are in a really tough spot. And I think 3E has thrown us a lot of curveballs, but I wouldn't say we're down and out. It's just that we're playing AOS in a hard mode. Yep. What have you found playing with Gits just in 3E? Because this is like mm -hmm. our first look at third. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm with you, coach. I found it very difficult. So you know, I've I've played Gits forever, um, and I'm I'm on a I played twelve tournament level games, um, and I've one win, one draw, ten losses, um, which is not not perhaps the rate I would normally run at, um, and it's it's difficult to it's difficult to get the Gits running, um, but they you know they do have potential um, at face hammer. I came to 36 out of 66. So Gits score really well on soft scores. Um, we get, you know, most sporting all over the place because when you roll dice and laugh, everyone's happy and everyone likes playing against Gits. Um, so you're, you're going to get, you're going to pick up best sports votes um, and you're, you know, you, you're going to get some wins eventually. Um, it's just at the moment I'm picking from lots of different places. So I'm not benefiting from learning. You know, I'm not, only playing squigs like Kerry does, for example. Um, and I'm not only playing trogs like Trog does, like Stuart does. So because I'm just picking bits and pieces, I'm learning what's bad and getting rid of it. I'm not yet at the stage of learning, you know, how to consistently win. Um, so I can, for instance, tell you, don't take Kragnos. And we'll come back to that in a bit. Um, but... <laughs> but he, was, he was a hard... I want, I, want to, I want to talk about Craggy with you soon. Um, <laughs> because... When I looked at Gits, and I'm like, right, how do I make this work? And there's, and it's really weird, right? Because you know, I got the core rule book, you know, a week or two early, right? And I'm like, right, how do I make Gits work in the core? And then we got GBH, and we're sitting now in this monster meta in the realm of Gur. And what I really like about what your approach is is that you're playing around with different lists because there will come a time where we won't play in Gur. There will come a time when we won't have metamorphosis. You're not going to get bonus battle tactic and victory points for having monsters and killing monsters. That theme is going to go. And I think having some versatility and some experience isn't quite a bad thing. So, um, yeah. yeah. And we've, we've got, um, I think it's, it's probably worth just mentioning why in AOS 3, things are a little bit more difficult. So in, in AOS 2, I probably ran about 3-2, the occasional 2-3 with Magits, um, and they would win by swamping the objectives. And a bit like Gargans, really. You would just swamp the objectives, and then people couldn't kill you. Um, and then occasionally you'd smack out some mortal wounds and kill the things that were fighting you. Um, but the problem is, is that the, the new book, or the new GHB, has taken quite a lot of the hordes away. So we've lost our horde bonus, so that's the first problem. Um, so that Stabber's have gone up from 360 to 450. So stabbers have gone up by 25%, which is a bit And hard. there's no and there's no um horde discount as well because we used yeah. to get the we used to get like our extra 
we'd go from 20 to 40 to 60 yeah. and that jump from 40 to 60 was was not a lot like it was no, quite really cheap, cheap to go to the 60 mm. yeah yeah so so we've lost that which is bad um we've lost our bravery buff so you, you for those who don't know we used to get add one bravery for every 10 models in a unit so what that meant was your, your 60 gits their first bravery test was on plus five so your opponent had to kill 11 12 before bravery even mattered um, we've also lost the fact we can't inspiring presence all over the board. Yeah. So, you know, we used to, you know, you, you throw three or four out and then all your command points were inspiring presence, which was great. Cause we had, we had command points up the wazoo. Like I yes. would end game, I would end games and I would have 12 command points at the end of turn five and I was spending them. Like I wasn't saving them up to buy my first house. Like I was actually spending them throughout the game and I still had too many command points at the end. Yeah. But now that we've lost Inspiring Presence, and I, I, I still think, and I, I know I was playing around with one unit that a lot of people don't play around with, and we'll talk about them in Sleepers, but I I think you're yeah, 100% right. The, the Battleshock immunity and the Inspiring Presence really hurt the Horde-style gits. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that might be yeah. one worth calling out because you've got the Trog yeah. side, you've got the Spider side, you've got, you know, you've got so many different builds. Yeah, yeah, and and we we also so we lost some of the stacking. So some of the stacking really hurt us. So one of the things we used to be able to do was gain multiple adds to wound, and we've lost that. So we used to do plus two, um, and now we're limited to plus one. Um, we used to do lots of negative save stacking. So we used to have, you know, sneaky distraction, um, and the um, and the madcap can do it, and you have the nets. And so you you know you get up to minus three minus four sometimes. Um, all the small units have increased in size, so I'm I'm very much a horde player that plays with a little bit of MSU, but the squigs are now double the size they used to be. The hoppers are now double the size they used to be. So mm. you can't run very small units of squigs for seventy points, which was a bargain. You now have to spend one hundred and sixty on ten of them, which is you know you're starting to think actually this unit needs to do something. So that's that's really hurt us as well. I I wasn't too bad with the squig with the squig herd. Mm. It was the hoppers mm. that really hurt yeah. me. Like yeah. for me, when I was looking at the hoppers, I'm like, I I didn't mind having a unit of five hoppers, mm. and then majority of my points would go into boing grots and things like that when yeah. I went a squig build. But now mm. that I was kind of forced to go with minute minimum size of ten with the hoppers, I'm like. Mm -hmm. I don't really want 10 hoppers and I, I I'm putting all my points in the squig herd. Yes. Yeah. The hoppers going up has, has made them, made them difficult. And, and when the, when the rules first came out, when I played, when I played the hoppers, they could only drop their bombs or do their mortal wound damage um, on normal move. So, mm. and because normal move changed so that normal retreat and, and run are three different types of move. Um, you couldn't do the things you used to be able to do. So what would happen was my squigs were being tagged within three inches and my hoppers were then useless. And there were a lot of points if they can't do the mortal wound damage. Um, fortunately, our FAQ has changed that. So that's good. So they've now they've, they've, they've noticed that error. So that's good. So I'll be bringing the hoppers back to Bobo just to give them another go. All right. Um, all right. Let me know how they go. I'm, I'm still not convinced. Yeah. No, uh, no I'm not either. <laughs> but hopefully that'll work. Um, and then um, Grot Shields. So the Grot Shields used to be add one save, and then you also got add one save against shooting. So you, your goblins used to be at four plus save. Now, because the shield isn't the good shield, so by that, I mean the shield is add one save. It's not add one save characteristic. Yeah. Whenever you can find a characteristic change, so it mm. goes from 
that's when you can still apply mystic shield you know um all that defense but yeah i'm not so against that because Mm. one i'm probably not safe stacking on grots anyway but two (laughs) it just means i don't have to spend all that defense on a bunch of grots they're just Mm. bringing around but yes like would i like the characteristic change yeah absolutely Uh, absolutely but in saying that it's not the worst no um no because they died to a stiff breeze uh, they do, but it was always fun in AOS 2. Not not sure it was fun for my opponent, but it was always fun putting 60 wounds on the board and saying, those are a 4-plus save when you shoot them. Mm, um, oh, yes. Yeah, so that, that really made a big difference and just meant that people actually had to charge them to take them out of the, out of the game. So it gave you a bit of an edge against shooting meta, which is always fun. Um, but in saying, but in saying that, I will say that that mm. majority of the heavy shooting right now in the meta is coming from mortal wounds. So doesn't quite mm. like obviously with iron yeah. drakes and things like that, it, it will definitely mm. help. But against those um, uh, Medusa and um, bloody bloody Lumineth are not mortal wounding sixty <laughs> grots. Um, before you put on your next point, interesting point that I, I, I'm not, I don't think it's that bad, but mm-hmm. Hello World made a point, and I saw a lot of people get upset about this, talking about the impacts of the reinforcement point. So only mm-hmm. getting four reinforcement points in a 2,000-point um, army. Yeah. Now, I'm not against that because I found that the list that I was running in the past, I'm, I'm still okay. You know, yeah. I would run 60 grots, 40 grots, and then multiple units of 20 grots. So I would never go multiple massive units. Yeah. How have you found the reinforcement points for us? So I've, I've, I'm, I'm with you, Coach. I've not found it difficult. So I um, at Face Hammer, I ran two, I ran at unit 60, unit 40. So I was only on three reinforcement points because all the points have gone up. So because mm-hmm. a, a Stabber's unit is now 450, you, you can't take loads of units of 60 anyway because then you just run out of units. And, and then all you've got is just a couple of units of 60, as opposed to what you actually want, which is lots of goblins running around, c- gaining objectives and being sneaky. So I, I've it never the, points. It might impact the other builds, though. If I'm thinking about it, mm. I'm thinking about, right, like, I used to like being able to go up to units of 10 or at least 15. I don't think you can do... Boing Grots aren't, aren't battle line, so yeah. you can only do unit sizes of 10 now, so that's, that kind of impacts us a little bit. But with squeaks, you're probably putting a lot of your points in the squeak herd and you're probably getting close to, you probably only have one or two big blocks of squigs. Your spider riders, what you five? Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't know how you run the spiders. I have to be honest. The spiders is the one thing that I can't bring myself to run. A lot of, a lot of people would run like, you would find one or two big blocks and then you would kind of in a similar build build multiples. Um, but I, found, I think a lot of, a lot of uh, spider builds in the last edition kind of coming to an end, you would take two or three Arachnoroks and you would put, you'd put very little points into the spiders because yeah. when the spider mortal wound changed in at the uh, the first book, kind of like, is it the end of second edition going into third or whatever it might've been? Hmm. Um, the mortal wound spike from spiders got reduced heavily. And I found a lot of people going double, triple, some form of spider, whether it was a spider shaman, whether it was the spider party, whatever it was. Um, I found a lot of people putting in points there. Yes. Yeah. And and some some people in the UK were running multiple skitter strands, which are the ones mm. that teleport, um, yes. which I'm, I'm not sure they had a lot of success with, but they certainly had a lot of fun with them. 
uh, appearing behind people's lines and things like that. So, so yeah, it was uh, was it was it was good good in that regard. But the the I think the we then have keyword bingo. So keyword bingo for those who don't know, this is a this is a, a gloom spike git thing. And um, when our book came out, they designed it so you couldn't buff certain things. So for instance, the mangler squig and the fanatics are not grots. You you triggered me. You've triggered me. There is the one that. And by the way, folks, like I, I, I don't want you to think that this is a full negative show. No, no. I, I think what's really important is that that we're, we're setting the scene on the challenges that we've got, and then how do we build around it? How do we make the best of Git despite the limitations? So, like, please don't think this is a massive winch fest. Uh, it's not. This channel's never been a winch fest. Um, but the grots and not being able to get the bad moon grot ability on fanatics grinds my gears <laughs> yes yeah it's um it's interesting you've definitely got to read the war scrolls there are things that you assume that are not true um and yeah the, the fanatics not being grots is very peculiar i'm sure there was a reason but i don't know what the reason was um and then the, the other problem i found is that the um certainly a face hammer my first two opponents were seraphon and what i found is that the current meta is designed to kill 200 wounds at a four plus save because the current meta is designed to kill gargans mm. and if you can't kill gargans you can't win the current meta so unfortunately goblins are very small gargans that are much easier to kill so bringing 200 wounds in aos 2 was a great idea because people just couldn't kill them but at the moment the gargans are not helping their smaller cousins by existing people are seeing right well, well i have to kill a gargan i have to do it in one turn and if you can do 35 wounds on a four plus save you can probably do 60 on a six plus save. Um, and that's that I found really hurt as well. The Seraphon just went straight through. Um, mm. They were doing so much damage. And and I, I, I rarely get tables. And one of the Seraphon players with Croak tabled me on turn four, which you know, if you, I've got 240 wounds. It's an impressive feat. But, you know, there we go. That's that's where we are. And as you said, coach, it's it's important not to be negative. So that's the end of my complaints. That's the end of why we're struggling. I th yeah, and, and like the other considerations that I have and, and some thoughts that I've got, right, is that we don't have the super durable heroes. We've got a couple. We've got a couple, and we're in a very much a hero-heavy meta right now. And our little four-wound or five-wound heroes traditionally don't cut the mustard. Mm -hmm. The magic that we used to rely on and used to love is no longer getting us to where we need to be because, mm -hmm. one, endless spells went up. Yep. Two, we now have really super casters, whether it is, you know, we've got obviously Zench still out there dominating. You've got Seraphon still doing well. You've got Lumineth out there. Um, so when I was playing Gits initially, I was very heavy magic. I was that Nathan Prescott type of run all the hordes, throw all the endless spells, Hand of Gork, Fanatics, lol. Um, now you've got to be really smart and really think about those decisions. And I'm kind of going to lead into some of the units that you I want. I want to know what are some of the units that you really like in third? I've got a couple. Yeah. And then I'll talk a little bit about some of the allies and some of the other things. But we talked about the whinge. We've had the whinge. It's, we it's have, yes. AOS hard mode. How are you thinking about goblins? How, well, gits, not just goblins. Yeah. We've got squigs. We've got spiders. Yeah. We've got yeah. gargants. So I think I think one of the one of the great things about the Gits is they are four or five armies in one book, and they are great fun. So you've got the goblins. You can get, this is how I tend to play. You can bring loads of goblins, and they're great fun. 
and individually they're rubbish but they're knee stabbers and they're great fun and they will annihilate anything that's near them um you've then got the trogs so i don't play the trogs because trog plays the trogs and trog's in charge of the trogs so i don't play them they are very good they they hit out damage um they struggle with holding objectives because they've only got four wounds so they only count as singles um but they are damage three ren two with the rock guts and the fell waters have a very high ren shooting attack which you can also unleash hell with because it hits on twos mm. so the trogs have a lot of play um the squigs are great fun you know you can the squigs armies every squig army i've ever seen looks different they've all got you know, different paint schemes some people make them fly um they are a gorgeous army um kerry has some success running them so she really likes running them from the hobby room um and i played her at one of the uh, one of the honest wargamer games um and she plays them really well um the the jaws of mork that you've got in the kragnos book can make them better if you want to run all the hoppy ones so if you want to run hoppers and boingot rounders they re-roll moves so they're viable um and then you've got the spiders so the grim scuttle's okay but they suffer from the fact the spider rider models are very old models so the arachnorocks are gorgeous but the spider riders are a little bit a little bit monoposed they're designed so that they fit on 25 mil bases square bases and so they're not really you know spread out and i've seen some gorgeous conversions that make them work um, and then you've but got the, but the rumor mill the rumor mill has mm. said the spiders mm. are coming the spiders okay. are getting updates and if the rumor mill is true the the first four books one of them will be us but yes. who knows what if that will be and it may be the spiders will get their sun their light in the sun or whatever but i hope so i hope so and, and then you've got the soup you can do a mix you know it, it is possible i wouldn't mix more than two of them you know so i i you, you could put grots in any of the other three and they would work uh, trogs and squigs don't necessarily work and the reason they don't work is because of the loon shrine so the loon shrine is brilliant the loon shrine is our is our piece of piece of scenery um it does immunity to battle shot within 12 uh, which is essential in the army it's really good um, but it also brings people back um so um if you have a um a loon boss general it brings back grots if you have a trog general it brings back trogs etc but if you have a trog general, it brings back grots and trogs. So mm. you can um so that you can then play. And that's a change. It didn't used to bring back that, yeah. That was a white dwarf change yes. that then got brought into Broken Realms Kragnos, and yes. then that's still there. So basically, yes. probably something if you're picking up uh, gits for the first time and you bought the battle tome and you're a mad lad, um the loon shrine now can you know in, in the past it used to only be goblins now it's it's general dependence so if i'm because that was one of the challenges right like i used mm. to run heavy squigs um at one point in time and i would almost never bring the loon shrine i wanted it as a bit of like a line of sight blocking piece of terrain before the book changed and now that i can bring back half a unit of um of squig herd or boing bounders or hoppers uh, and I can obviously do that multiple times throughout the game. It's not like a once per game type of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you can only bring back a unit once. So if I've got multiple yeah. units, I can bring back multiples. Mm -hmm. But um, now there's really good incentive if you are a trog player to bring back those fell water and the dank hold. Yeah. Um, if you're a grot player, you can obviously mm -hmm. bring back stabbers and shooters. Stabbers and um, shooters. Yeah, and then your your squig herd, boing grots, and um, and uh, your your hoppers. So that was a really good change. Yes, yeah, and that's definitely made them fun to play. 
Um, uh, like, Rich, 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 don't worry about this. So the White Dwarf, um, that was like a year ago. Then Broken Realms, Kragnos uh, solidified it. So that brought that was come out, what, March, April, May yeah. kind of this year. Yeah. Uh, that, that is current. So don't worry about finding the White Dwarf. The, it's now, yeah. it's law. Yeah, it, it's also the Loon Shrine is repeated in the FAQ. So even if you yeah, even if you don't need to buy Kragnos just to get the Loon Shrine. Um, so just yeah, just if you if you're happy just to use out of the book, but you want the new Loon Shrine, just check out the FAQ. Um, I got a question. I, I want I got a really good question from Squirrel that I want to bring up. Hmm. Um, not that's that's not, that's not Squirrel. Damn chat, so excited the things <laughs> come up. Squirrel had asked about um, having three and uh, it's disappeared, the comment, I was going to bring it up, because I have a general rule, and I'll play 70% one faction, 20% yeah. another faction, and then maybe 10%. So I I would love, I, I would bring mostly goblins, right? So I'd yeah. have a bit of squigs in there sometimes, or a, a troll hag. I love my Trogoth hag. Mm. But I'll, I'd also bring like a web spinner shaman, and that helped me get scuttle tied off a little easier, or I could get an arachnorock spider. So I would mix, I would have a bit of a soup, but I would never do 50-50 or like, you know, 40-40-20. No. I mm. would put most of my points under that one keyword, whether it's squig, trog and then kind of find those gaps like i need some shields or i need some screens cool i'll bring in grots i need something that can do mortal wounds i'll bring in x yeah yeah and i, I think that's that's probably the right way to play um i i don't think a soup a soup works which when you see the army list that i've chosen you'll be surprised but um a, a soup in tournaments is, is not the best way to do it you know, you've got to pick one because and then, and then split. Um, so the, the reason the reason is is that because of the keyword bingo, um, and because of the way the shrine works, the shrine only works on what your general is, and then always grots. So you don't want to take a dank hold trog boss, and then take loads of squigs because you're not bringing the squigs back. Um, and you don't want to take a mangler squig and then take loads of loads of um, trogs because then you're not getting the trogs back. So you, you definitely want, you're quite right, you want sort of 60, 70, 80% to be your main one that's your general and he's got all his mates with him. Um, and then you might want to scatter a few extras in there just to get a little yeah. bit of extra, just to pick out the very good units. You know, there are some good units in this book um, that pretty much feature in every list that I write, regardless. Then of let's it. talk about them. Let's segue to that. Okay. My favourite part. So I have some personal favourites, but I'm going to let my guest tell me what are some of your favourites in third edition. So if I'm, and obviously this is contextual, right? Yeah. If I'm if I'm trog, if yeah. I'm running trogs, then you know maybe the I don't know shooters aren't as good for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like so obviously, but like, what are some of your favourites? So so my 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 absolute stars at the moment are an underworld band. They're the Rippers Snarlfangs. So for those who uh, don't know, these are not in the book. I thought, you, so. I thought you were going to say Zarbag's Gits. And I'm no, like, oh, he's sorry. got some list science. He's got <laughs> some list tech. All right. So it's the, oh, man. Yeah, sorry. That's shocking, isn't it? So the, the reason why I really like these, um, and and they um, they appear in all my Warclans lists as well. So for those who don't know, they're, they're three little goblins riding wolves. Um, they have lots of different weapon loadouts, which are all rubbish. Um, and they have a one-shot bow on a 5.5, five, which is great. However, they move 12 inches. Um, they, um, they, they, they just count as one on the objectives, but they pile in six. And it's the good piling. So they pile in six from within six. 
So what that means is you don't have to charge with them in order to pile in. So you can move 12, run six, and then pile in six, um, which scares people. And the reason people should be scared is that the wolves have two attacks each, damage two. So you can absolutely do some damage to small stuff. You can take them out. What I find is that they, they're very, very good at grabbing an early couple of battle tactics for me. So um, they can get me Savage Spearhead because they're a really good way of getting into your opponent's area. Um, they can get you Conquest. They can get you Aggressive Expansion. So they've got the ability to get you those extra battle tactics. And there is never a time when the Rippers don't get me at least two two victory points on battle tactics. And quite often they That's get me a good three. trade. So That's a really good trade. So for and, points, bargain. And you can screen with them and not give yes. away broken ranks. That's yes. one thing that I've learned very quickly is about not screening necessarily with my battle line because mm -hmm. if it's a if it's not like a lot of wounds in my army, let's say it's like a unit of, I don't know, 12 or 10 squig herd or something mm. or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, an opponent could probably kill that pretty easily. And I give away mm. broken ranks as a battle tactic. But if I screen with um, Zarbag's Gits or yeah. um, the, the, the Goblin Wolf Riders, all of a sudden, yeah, they could kill it, and at seventy points, whoop de do. But I'm yep. not giving away those those battle tactics. So um, yeah. that's a really good. And if you're scoring things like you know um, Savage Spearhead and some of the others, mm. that's good. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're they're almost. It's almost like they teleport because of the eighteen inch move. And I'm assuming command point for run. You, you know, you have command points all over the place in this army, so it, there's never a harm turn one just running them straight through. So they're they're really really good. Um, the next one I use a lot of is the web spinner on Arachnarok. So, um, so he has he's used because Scuttletide is superb. So, Scuttletide is is just a brilliant endless spell. So it's very expensive, but I partially disagree with you. No I partially disagree. <laughs> I was a massive fan of Scuttletide. I was a massive fan. I would love every army every army I ever played to had Scuttletide. Mm. But the thing that grinds my gears now, obviously, one scuttle tide went up in points, no yeah. problem. But the fact that it's not a wall anymore, because the yeah. reason I used to take scuttle tide is I would block off my opponent. Yeah, I do a couple of cheeky mortal wounds, but I would stop them from getting out in, you know, in a certain area, or I'd force them to spend a movement to get around. Mm -hmm. Now they can just walk through. They obviously can't end on it, but they can't. They, I don't know. Like for me, the points going up and it not being a wall. I've dropped it from my list, but mm -hmm. tell me why you've kept it. So, so I've, I've kept it because it it works very well with the web spinner. So the web spinner gets an add one to cast native, so that's really good in the gits list. There isn't a lot that gives you an add one to cast native, um, and then he gets add one to cast the scuttle tide because he's a web spinner. So the scuttle tide you get an add two to cast, and then your opponent is having to cast is having to roll an eight to get rid of it um, when it's there. So it's good for that. It triggers every hero phase as well mm. so it triggers twice as often as it used to um and because people can walk over it people are more likely to walk over it and cause themselves wounds so you're using it for chip damage you're not using it as a block um and i find chip damage is really difficult to get in my goblin army now i find it very difficult to hit characters and things but if you put this next to a slow moving character they either have a choice of standing still which they normally don't want to do because then they get behind and they can't use their buffs, or they have to have to move within the six inches of the scuttle tide, and then they're taking damage. And you can pick them in the hero phase, so you're doing 
So the way scuttle tide works is you roll six dice and on a five plus you do a mortal wound. So you do it in the hero phase on a small character. They move, they do it again. And then in their hero phase, you do it again. And you're killing small characters with it. Or they're running away, which is yeah, just if you, if you if you If you're within six inches you end mm. a move within six, I think it is. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like for me, like I know a few people have talked to me about like Mork's Mighty Mushroom and I'm like, mm. eh, mm. no, yeah. we're not in a horde meta. We're not in a horde meta. When mm. we get back into a horde meta, I will absolutely take Mork's Mighty Mushroom. Scuttle Tide, I don't know, for me, question mark, I'm... I don't know. I'm, I'm not sold. No, that's fine. And then the other thing that I like about the web spinner is it's a good unit to put the Amulet of Destiny on. So, you know, it's it's 14 wounds, four up save. You then put the Amulet of Destiny on and suddenly it can take a, a lot of damage. So I, I was I played against um, against KO and their entire alpha strike only just killed the web spinner. And if I deployed better, it wouldn't have killed the web spinner at all. So, you know, it can take a lot of damage in one go with a four up, five up, 14 wounds. So it's it's a very good tar pit, such that people don't don't necessarily bother trying to kill it. Um, no, especially if you like the minus one to hit on it and you, yeah. uh, if you take you know, the uh, Scuttle Tide Cauldron as well and get uh, access to the spells, it's a wonderful hero. It is, yes. And then the other benefit is taking single monsters is great in the, in the Gur, in Realm of Gur. So it gives you the ability to do monstrous takeover. It's not a monster that has to charge forward to do stuff because it's got the wizard on board. So it allows you to, you know, use him to put a mystic shield on something or to cast a cheeky arcane bolt or set up the skull tide. Um, so he's standing at the back. Nobody cares about killing him because he's not doing an awful lot. And then suddenly he does a monstrous takeover. He then does an arcane bolt and he takes the last couple of wounds off another monster. So he's doing broken ranks and he's doing bring it down as a monster. So he just gives you the ability just to get additional extra points. And if somebody does kill him, he's only giving away the one point. It's not yeah. a disaster. You know, he's not giving away the game. Um, so that's why the web spinner's in there. Um, I, I, I'm including a unit just for Trog, so the Rock Guts. So the Rock Guts are really nice. nice. So um, the Rock Guts are five up ward. So in the Mortal Wound meta you were talking about earlier, um, the five up ward is really good. You know, it, it's very, very good. They throw mortal wounds out, so they, they, they have rocks. Now, they can't sand shoot with the rocks because it's on their war scroll. It's not a shooting attack. But they can throw rocks, which is really good. You know, you need getting the distance with gits is difficult. There's not a lot that hits at range. Um, so having the rock guts do that is brilliant. And they've got damage three. So rend two, damage three. They only do two attacks each. But with all that attack, you add one to hit gold dust on six rock guts and then finally they're two inch reach so you can actually have six of them in a sensible formation just going forward and attacking things and that's one of the challenges when you start taking big models on big bases and they yeah. don't have they've only got one inch range you find a lot of players and, and I, you're probably actually me but things like your doom balls things like your gore grunters there's a disincentive to run those units mm. of six plus now because of those big bases, but the trogs having the two inch range really does help. Um, I know some of my favorites, by the way, like you have su such a big fan base here. Everyone is a massive <laughs> fan and, you know, sh shout out to Stu. Like, by the way, if people want to listen to more, I've got a heap of gears videos on the channel. And, you know, while second edition has kind of changed a little bit, the fundamentals are still there. 
So um, check that out. Yes, Stuart, we'll get to the we'll get to our favorite ally in a second. Um, a couple of my favorites. Uh, we'll we'll get to them very very soon. One one gift from the gods has come from the Oracle clans that I don't yes. think any of us was expecting. For me, um, what you've said, yes, agreed, hundred percent. Although the scuttle tide, I'm still not <laughs> sure. Gobapalooza. I was a weirdo at first. I'm like, oh, I don't really know if I really want to do this. Ran mm. Gobapalooza, love them. Mm. It's an extra way to get two two wizards. You yep. get five. And look, if you're playing the drops game, if you're trying to go like under three drops or four drops, you don't take Gobapalooza because it just ruins your day. But if you're already eight to 10 drops, who cares going to 15 plus? Doesn't matter. And then being able to like counter deploy like one model. One yes. model, one <laughs> model. But one of them makes one of your units immune to battle shock. So I love mm. the fact that I could run my hordes, having my Loon Shrine being immune to battle shock to one unit. I can then get Inspiring Presence on another, and then a third one through the Gobapalooza. So for me, mm. as a horde player, I love it. Mm -hmm. You said the Shaman, you said the Spider Shaman. I yeah. love the Spider Shaman, but I always go the Trogoth Hag. Um, it plays a similar role. I would never run both of them, no. but I like the troll hag because she heals D6 a turn. You can obviously get the amulet on her as well to make her super durable, has a great shooting attack, um, could hand up gawk her, and then she just like sits like literally and like she can soak up so much damage on like was it 16 wounds. I just like how GW made her 405 points. So you couldn't ally her. 405 <laughs> points. Like they're very specific about that. Yes. Um yeah, they were. And there was this, for me. Yeah, and there was this golden moment when the um, White Dwarf book was released through to Kragnos, where you could bring her back through the shrine. A golden moment that was during COVID, so none of us could do it. Um, what else? What else do I love? Like, there, there are a couple of things that I love. What what you mentioned. Um, I, I still think there's some good stuff in our book. I think we need yeah. to get very deliberate. And I think what kind of, kind of, you know, then the gift from the heavens. And I think for me, like the loon boss being able to do mortal wounds from the, oh, the other one I was going to mention was mm. I always used to have this debate with Gits players and Gits players would always tell me that spears are better than swords. And I would say, no, 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 because swords hit on fours, spears hit on fives. You can't bring it down very easily. And I would always use the the loon boss to trigger the mortal wounds on a six to wound. Mm. So the more fours I could get through, the easier it would be. Yes. Now, swords still being fours, getting the mm. plus one through all out of, or, or plus one from all out attack. Although mm. I won't be doing that because we have our friend. We do. Who's our favorite? Who's our favorite ally? So Dobby. We have Dobby. 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 So Do Dobby. For those who don't know, is from here. So, the um, the marsh crawler slog off if you actually go into the games workshop <laughs> website like don't type in dobby no don't try go, why dobby. why no. can't i find dobby what is this what is coach on about yeah so so yeah so i've i've just bought two of them um my aim is to get at least one of them painted for bobo so they are really good value so they're 150 points they give add one to <laughs> <laughs> the, the trog wagon the trog wagon i the love it wagon. yes dobby the marsh crawler slog off yeah. yes please sorry paint it up so, because so 150 points so it fits into the army very cheaply um it is add one to hit for all friendly units holy within 12 and it's the friendly that makes it absolutely gold dust because the problem that i had when i was running the gits in in face hammer was i couldn't use the add one to hit 
from all that attack and the loon boss mortal wounds. Exactly. Because it's the same phase and you can't give the same unit the same command in the different commands in the same phase. So what I was doing was I was going in and I was missing with everything and then rolling the occasional six, or I was hitting with everything and then wishing I'd done the mortal wounds. With the with the marsh crawler, you don't have to think. You've got the marsh crawler and 12 inches on that base is huge. Mm. Um, you get your 60 grots or your 40 grots even. Put the it's 18. It's, no, it's Holly within 18. 18. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm, I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've got the book right in front of me. I'm like, wait <laughs> a second. That's 18. It's Holly within 18. So that's super yeah, generous. Yes. Yeah. So that's huge. Um, so I will definitely be running that. Um, and I'll definitely be running it you know, with. I'll probably be having a little bit of fun and taking squigs with it, which is suboptimal. But it's had one to hit pretty much across the board because you want to be hugging the loon shrine anyway. So 18 inches is as far as you're going to go. So it's it's definitely, yeah, as you said, Coach, it's a gift from the gods. And, uh, and that... being able to ally in the whole War Clans book is brilliant. Yeah, the fact that it helps allies and not keyword is golden. Because yeah. for me, one of my biggest combinations in second edition was um, it was the Horde of Grot. So usually I would use a unit of 40 with swords. 60 was always too hard for me. I never liked 60s with this combination. Mm -hmm. um, but you do a unit of 40 swords. You have your loon boss who makes them do mortal wounds on a six with a, for a command point. If you have the sneaky snufflers, you get plus one attack. If you have the goblin um, spore splatters, you can do plus one attack. So you could be doing goblins with a uh, three attacks each. With Dobby, you'd be hitting on threes, doing mortal wounds on sixes. Um, if you're under the light of the bad moon, you're re-rolling ones to hit. So that is a metric ton of mortal wounds yeah. that you, in return, then have your nets to cause minus one hit, and you just a lot of bodies. So um, in this super heavy, like, you know, two up, three up armor save, those goblins work. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And and I will definitely be trying them again, whether it's at Bobo or or, or whether it's beyond that. But um yeah, just looking for looking for suitable tournaments to take them to. Um because I I've I found with, with Gits that taking them to hyper competitive tournaments where everyone is bringing an A tier list just gets you smashed. Whereas if you take them to fun tournaments, so that there are tournaments in every country. There'll be tournaments that are different levels, um, but taking them to fun tournaments where you know the first game you get smashed, and then you've got an opportunity for the next four games to have fun and and try to wiggle out a win, um, and things like that definitely help. Um, so yeah, it's if if you if you play gits and you want to play gits, get a marsh crawler. Um, yeah, yeah and and. And as Stu's mentioning as well, like the fact that you know we just use goblins as an example, yeah. but think about. Think about because you know spider spiders trigger mortal wounds on a five a six plus yeah. under the light of the bad moon is a five plus, and then if you're adding plus one to hit and there's so much things like you could be doing a lot of mortal wounds. I think yeah. apply that theory into any of your squigs, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, you know your your your, your mangler squigs running up the board. Um, what I love about that is because sixteen inches, so eighteen inches is a quite a generous. Uh, bubble mm. it means that one of the issues i always had with my mangler is i would i would be always very quickly out of range of certain buffs so mm. that allows me to stay within buff range um, yeah. or even i could take a mangler squeak without a loon boss on top and again still get plus one to hit yeah and, and there's a lot in the gits book that hits on fours yeah you know, and and uh, just getting that plus one 
and getting to hit on threes is is very big. I mean, we 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 were really I was really enjoying all that. That's, yeah, and, and to get that on on a hundred and fifty point model that you know it, it's big, it's not going to hide anywhere. But people have to invest quite a lot to kill the mark core, and if they don't kill it, it regenerates as well. Yeah, it's like twelve so, wounds. And by the way, chat chat's clarified our uh, spiders are, are unmodified to hit. I think yeah. that was one of the issues because it used because you used to be able to um, bring that down quite significantly. So mm. there is a there was a good good call. Um, I want to talk about some other units, and yeah. so we talked we talked about the marsh crawler, which I like. I think yeah. I would definitely start all of my gits list in my top five selections having a marsh crawler. I think it's just mm. doesn't matter what I'm taking. I always want that model in the in the army kragnos yeah so i was thinking about craggy when he was like 500 600 points then yep. he went up auric war clans is now like 740 Seven, 720 760, i think something yeah. seven too much yep. um where are you at because you've actually played with kragnos i've just I been have. on theory hammer I, I have yeah so i took kragnos to a one day tournament with the honest wargamer um so i I really like one-day tournaments for practicing lists because if you take a bad list, doesn't matter because it's three games and then you go home and you have a laugh. Um, whereas in a five-day tournament, if you've taken a two-day tournament, five games, you take a bad list, you go to sleep on Saturday going, oh dear, I've got to play it again. Um, so one-day tournaments, great for that. So I took Craggy um, and and the Gits. Um, the problem that I've got with Craggy is he's the only thing that people need to kill in the Gits army when you're spending 700 points on it. And he operates completely differently to the rest of the Gits. So the Gits are a little bit slow. You can hand a Gork, but getting that off in the current meta is very swingy. Um, so Craggy's either on his own or he's hiding. And because he doesn't have mortal wound saves against the shooting and the prayers, so I found out prayers hurt him very badly, um, What all that happens is he just ends up hiding. So I played... I played Skaven, and he spent the first two turns hiding, and then he started charging towards a Warped Lightning Cannon, and it did nine wounds in one turn. Um, then he played he played against Skaven Pestilence, and the prayers took him off. Um, and then he played against Kerry's Squigs. Yeah, yeah, the prayers took him off. Um, and then he played against Kerry's Squigs, and he killed a Squig Gobbler, which was great. But then um, Kerry's Squigs ran away, and when Squigs run away, they caused mortal wounds on a four. And they did nine mortal wounds to or eight mortal wounds to Craggy. So there's just he needs a mortal wound save. His what they you know, he's got a two-up save, which is yeah. fun, but in the current meta is rubbish. Um, and he's got his his very good save against spells. But there's so much other stuff that does mortal wounds, it just takes him off the board. We were talking about this um, before the show started. First off, I think Kragnos is like the guy at high school. We all went to high school with this particular person who bragged about pulling all the chicks um, when they were 15 years old. Like they went to the party on the weekend. They pulled all the chicks. Because when I look at Kragnos and he is the guy who destroyed all the dragons and that's why he's got all the keywords of being just a dragon killer. When the dragons come, they're going to kick his ass. And <laughs> I think the mortal wound, and we're moving into a very heavy mortal wound, while the plus one bravery is nice, 
I was struggling to add him when he was like 500, 600 points. Now that he's gone to 700 and above, it's too chunky for me. And to what Red Harvest said, I actually agree. I would rather go a Mega Gargan than I would Kragnos. I think what a Mega Gargan brings to the table, and I'll ask you for your opinions in a minute, but I think the Mega Gargan brings more value. It's going to be more durable, and it does its job better than this hit or miss Kragnos that it, it could work. He mm. can do a lot of damage. But he also can't take that much damage. He's got 18 wounds. He has a two-up armor save. But there's a lot of mortal wounds flying around right now. And he's a big target. He's a very big target. A smart general will pick him off easy before he gets into combat. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, he just he just really, really struggled. Um, I think in, in the game, in the tournament that I went to, Kerry, Kerry played him three times with her with her squig army. And she killed him every time. Now, and a squig army is not the best army in the game, and it's killing Craggy relatively mm. easily. Um, now, I think Craggy has some play in Ogre Mall tribes, because what he's doing there is he's being similar to what else is there. So, you know, the way you kill a Stonehorn is the same way you kill Craggy, is the same way you kill a Thundertusk. So if if you've got three or four of them coming towards you, getting ready to kill you, picking the right one's very difficult. Whereas in goblins, all you've got is craggy, and that's it. And so people go, "Oh, brilliant! There's 700 points. I'll kill him." And he falls. But the question, but the question is, like in ogres, and I know this is not the ogre show, mm. but am I better off having two stone, fro, you know, frost lords on stone horns? Oh, definitely. Or Kragnos, <laughs> uh, which is the challenge, right? And I think it's the same thing. Like when I'm spending 500 plus points, and mm. I have a mega gargan, or I have Kragnos in front of me, I'm going the mega. Yes, Mega's yeah. got thirty-five wounds. It, it it is a hero and a monster. Um, the great thing is, I as a destruction player, I get to choose. Unlike order, death, and chaos that ha- get forced their their mega, we can choose the kraken eater. We can mm. choose the gatebreaker. Or we can choose the war stomper. Um, two more two more units that I love in third edition. By the way, I just want to call mm. out mm. squeak herd. Love yeah. squeak herd. Mm-hmm. Big units of squeak herd chalk them up and then bring them back, do mortal wounds out. And the thing that always surprises my opponents is that they've got two wounds. People look yes. at them and don't think they have two wounds. And they go, oh, I can kill this unit of 10 really easy. And they're like, oh, actually, this is a really hard unit to take down. Hmm. The other, the other is a Colossal Squig. People who watch <laughs> the channel for a long time know I'm obsessed with the Colossal Squig. Its profile got a little bit better. You mm-hmm. are playing with Fire with Forge World. You never quite know how long you're going to be playing around with Forge World models. Yeah. But the Colossal Squig, for me, doing Mortal Wounds on a 6 doesn't matter how many damage it's taken. Um, it has a 4d6 move. Um, it does Mortals on the charge. It just does its job really well. Yeah, yeah. And the, the two, for me... The two additional for me are the fungoid. So the fungoid shaman's brilliant. His his war scroll spell is atrocious, and I can't remember the last time I've used it. Um, but as a wizard, he gains command points. He's got an after an after save as well. He's got a ward save. Um, yeah. So the fungoid's in almost every army I take. And then the other one is the sneaky snufflers. So the sneaky snufflers um, are really cheap. So they're seventy five points for twelve wounds, which is a great start. Um, so I also use them to capture objectives in cheeky ways. But what they actually do is they give add one attack to things. And strangely, they don't suffer from keyword bingo. So you can do add one attack on any squig, I think, and add one attack on any grot. 
So unfortunately, they don't help Trog, um, but they they give Adwan attack on lots and lots of different things. So if so they, they sacrifice are, their movement, so you so yeah, I, it, that yeah. for me is always a candidate for hand of Gork. I'll actually hand of yes. Gork them up the board, and people mm. like people are fearful that I'm going to throw like my grots with a, a bunch of fanatics, and then they see me moving up my little um my little my my snufflers, and they like they start to like disarm themselves, and then like turn three to turn five is when I throw the unit of of twenty grots with the fanatic in there and yeah. kind of catch them out, yeah. but um. But yeah, um, by, by the way, Warg, Squigs, absolutely. If I was to rate the the sub allegiances and and um, Declan, you you respond to what I say. Hmm. I would say Trogs definitely a number one. If I was yep. going to rank them, Trogs number one right now. Squigs then Gits like goblins. Yep. I'm yep. I, I'm kind of like they're kind of like so. about ish. Mm -hmm. Spiders, uh, spiders right now probably. You've got one build, which is the really yes. big spider build, and yeah, and then yeah, no. and then Al Guzzler. Let's not even talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's fair. The the um, the Trog lads, so Stuart and Tim in the UK are running Trogs, um, and they seem to be doing doing the best at the moment. Um, yeah. I mean, the re the only reason I'm not running Trogs is I'm trying to find another list that works, um, and I I think that. That Trog and Tim are going to find a good Trog list, so there's no point. And by the way, because... and Snufflers, the re the reason Snufflers don't work with Trogs folks um, mm -hmm. is because of the Moon Clan keyword. So yep. you can add plus one attack to Moon Clan, which is your Squigs, and it's going to be your um your Goblins. It's not your yep. Spiders, not your Trogs. Um, and I think we've just made Trog uh, very happy, Stu Trog <laughs> boss himself. But no, legitimately, I think they're just really good right now, and um, the the Loon Shrine really does work in their favor and the fact that they don't really have a lot of monsters as well so you're actually not you're really giving away a lot of victory points at the same time mm. yeah yeah the the, the trog army is great fun and it, it surprises people how much damage it does as well yeah. you know rend, rend two flat damage three even even though they've only got two attacks each it's, it's a lot of damage coming back um and you know they're survivable they're the five up after damage save and if you want to take Glog's Mega not Mega Mega Glob, so in Kragnos they've got three three additional sub allegiances, um, which are all optional. Um, the the Trog one is perfectly good, you know, so it, it improves your regeneration, which is okay. Um, mm. But it it can allow you, you know, the command ability is stopping spells on a four plus. You've got another five up ward, so if you wanted to take two dank holes, you've got two five up wards if you want them. So there's there's some potential there um, that can work. So yeah, it's um the trog list is very good and it looks so pretty. The models are gorgeous. Um, yeah, the, the the jaws of mock for me. The fact that you can you can re-roll the movement, yeah. which has always been one of the banes of my existence, and the fact that the mm -hmm. table has shrunk means yeah. that it's easier for me to get my boing grots in because I always used to take boing grots in units of fifteen yeah. because I knew by the time they got into combat and to do their little zaps. They would never be in a unit of 15. So <laughs> yes. I was really building in redundancy, but now the table size is shorter. I can re-roll the move. Um, I'm I'm still not getting my full 10 in, but mm. the impacts aren't nearly as bad as what they used to be. Yes. Yeah. And and the you know the Boing Grots are a very good unit in the army. You know, they they can um for those who don't know, when they charge on a four plus, they do a mortal wound, but unlike quite a lot of mortal wounds. The unit has to be within an inch, not the rest of the unit, not not the, every model. So you can get 
if, if somebody leaves you space to hit a character, you can get one Boingrot hitting a character and then roll all 10 dice on four ups to do mortal wounds on the character. So you can absolutely assassinate characters, um, as I as I did to a friend at Warhammer Achievements, much to his joy. Um, so you could you could absolutely do that. Um, and and they, they are very, very good, good models. And they're not bad. You know, 210 points for 10 is, is not, you know, it, it's not too expensive by any means. No, and they're good, good armor save as well. Um, yes. Are they? Are they? Have they got a command model in there so they can they issue yeah, they their do. own commands? Yeah, awesome. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So they're 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 very reasonable, and I I hide them behind squid herd, and then wait wait for somebody to get close enough, and then then try to guarantee the charge. Um, yeah, and the fact that they fly as well means you can get around oh, yeah. a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. No, um, they're they're, they're great fun. Uh one final question that I want to kind of move to your list mm. is we danced around the mega, the mega gargant. Yes. We, yes. we danced around it. We did. By we the way, some, it. some of the other Auric war clan stuff, like the, the killer bows would be another one I would consider in my list. Cause goblins yep. have always struggled or gets in general has always struggled for long range shooting. Yep. I tried the squeak gobber in the past. It's just not that good. There's no yep. rend. It's got a great range. It ignores line of sight, but it just doesn't do a lot. Yeah. Um, but if I'm in a in a meta and I'm struggling and I can't take down these big boys, I would look at some killer bows. I think they're yeah. they're a good option to be brought in. Because um, yes. yeah. the Auric, the Auric, I could bring in something something like you know the War Doc Prophet, which is a great little model that I would bring into my uh, into my Gits army to do some mortal yes. wounds. Yeah, and and the Prophet's mask really works well with the fun randomness of the Gloom Smites. You know, the they're just rolling until you die approach actually fits in really well with the way the gits work anyway yeah there's there's a random element that the gits yeah. the gits will lose you a game every so often just by rolling random moves badly well speaking of randomness the bad moon um hello world asking us about our opinions of the bad moon <laughs> and we will get to the mega gargan question eventually <laughs> but, the, but for me the 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 bad moon is a nice to have i never build around it it yep. has betrayed me at times where i've rolled four ones like yep. i've literally rolled four ones and um like i had crag as a scraggy and i'm like oh i'll do it next turn i'll do it next turn surely next turn I, i'll i'll i can't roll another one yeah and i roll another one how do you look at the loon? How do you look at the bad moon? Yeah, the, the, the bad moon for me is just same same as you. When it happens, it happens, and it's it's nice to get the plus one. Um, the, the problem I find with the bad moon is it's just got very slightly too many special rules. So it'd be better if it were just a little bit simpler, but a little bit you know more likely to work. It's also the fact it starts off the table turn one. When turn one, I quite like to yeah. quite like to start and start playing. You sort of have to wait a bit which you don't necessarily want to do um but yeah i mean it's never it's never changed the game for me um there have been occasions when the d3 mortal wounds has just surprised somebody and managed to manage to take it out but because of how it works d3 mortal wounds are based on the size of the enemy unit and what you really want to do is you want to drop a rock on a character's head and that only works one in six times so it's just that the whole thing is just a little bit weird it's um, good for the trogs. I think I, I think the trog one is really good, and yes. I love the the ability to subtract one from the spell casting of my opponent, getting yes. plus one and the CP, and re-rolling ones to the gits. I think that's yeah. where I, I mentioned earlier my little combination. Hmm. Um, but you know the the marsh crawler slogoth is a great ally. 
Um, I wish I could bring in a rogue idol. I wish I could bring in a, a more crusher. Um, the killer bows There's some good stuff in this auric war clan the fact that we've moved from bone splitter to auric war clan now has just unlocked so much good stuff mega yep. gargants let's talk about it we've like, danced around these five times yes. now <laughs> where so, do you stand on the mega gargants and which one's your favorite so forgets. Um, yeah forget so they are all well, i say all very good you probably want the gatekeeper or the kraken um so the reason to say the gatekeeper is just he smashes damage out of the park. So he is the most damaging Gargan, and he will do a lot of damage in a way that the Gits sometimes struggle to do outside the Trog build. Um, so you take him if you want to do extra damage. Um, the uh, I prefer Bruno Whalebiter, so I prefer the Kraken Eater. Um, and the reason to prefer him is, is the kicking objectives is just so goblin-y. You know, oh, I don't want the objective there. I want it near my Loon Shrine. I'll kick it. It's just great. It's great fun. Um, so uh, take that. And also the ability to, to give up all your attacks. So Bruno has a special ability. If he decides to strike last in the attack phase, um, he re-rolls a lot. So, and you can take that, you know, 35 wounds, especially when he's surrounded by goblins, so people can't get too many models against him. It's difficult to do that many wounds in a turn. You know, with, with the Oric War Clans book being released, there's we don't even think that a more crusher can kill a gargan in one turn. We think it needs two of them. So, you know, so so even with that, you can't guarantee it. So he's probably going to survive almost anything in the game to be able to strike back. Um, the reason I haven't used him, Coach, is that other people in the UK have had success with him. So JP Gannis took a gorgeous um, Gloom Spike Gits army um, and he ruined it for the rest of us because he took it 4-1. Yeah, he. Uh, I was going to ask him. I, I saw him do really well, and I was yeah. going to ask him on the show. Then I noticed he took like a a, a meme list. And I'm like, okay, that's not a legit list. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I can, we can't so, talk, JP. No, no. So, so JP took took a took took his mega gargan. I'm trying to make goblins work without the mega gargan. However, you know, putting a mega gargan in makes them better. So, if you want to have a mega gargan, absolutely put them in. There's a reason why gargants have a seventy percent win rate, and Gits have a 30% win rate. So if you swap out a quarter of your army for something that's much better, you're probably going to make do better out of it. Um, but for me, they're not Gits. They're not in the book. He says taking a marsh crawler. Um, so they're just, you know, I play Sons of Behemoth. I love Sons of Behemoth. But I want my Gits army to be different. So that's why I don't take them. But they are good. I, did, I just had a thought. Hmm. With Bundo, right? Getting if you if you fight last, you get the rerolls and stuff, right? Mm. With the Realm Command Feral Raw, you apply that at the start of the. Oh, it's by the start of. If you know that you're gonna you're gonna fight last with it, yeah. you could apply that command ability so he fights at the top of the bracket, and then fights whenever you know fights last or whatever, and gets yeah. all the rerolls. So you get like the best of both worlds. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, Bundo is good. If, yeah. if you want to do. If you want to do well with Gits, considering a Gargant is definitely a good step. Um, yeah, the, the, the Kraken Eater being able to kick the objective is really yeah. good, especially yeah. uh, there's a whole whole bunch of reasons why that's good, whether it's defensive, whether it's, um, you know, just some some scenarios that can be a real game changer. The other part is that the Kraken Eater can break coherency or pull out models. So being able to pull out champion models so they can't issue a command um, you know, if you do fight last, you pull out, you know, you pull out something that's broke that break coherency, uh, and they're not gonna have the ability to then get back into formation. 
that yeah. could then see potentially half the unit get auto slain because you can't get back into Kyriancy. So, yeah. um, yeah, so it's, that's it's, why it's, I like it. The Gatebreaker doesn't do it, it has a no. better attack. My mm. problem with the Gatebreaker is it's a bit inconsistent, um, which is yeah. why when I play Suns, I play the, the Gatebreaker tribe because I get plus one attack, but plus one to hit. hit. So, yeah. so you get more consistency or you're spending the CP, but yeah. If you're in a Gits army that's generating a lot of CP, you got a Fungoid, you got Scraggy, um, you're under the light of the Bad Moon, then spending the CP to make your Gatebreaker work um, isn't so bad. No, no. So, so yeah, so they definitely have play. Definitely consider taking them would be my advice. Um, and the, the, the only reason I don't is because I'm trying to make the Gits work without them. Giving it a go. <laughs> Well, all right. Well, let's 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 actually bring up one of your lists. So this is one of many lists. It's not to say that playing Gits is the only way. Trog would tell us otherwise. Um, <laughs> I think I think we all agree that goblins, Trogs, and Squigs have some good builds in there. You could go, yep. you know, very heavy on Squigs, very heavy. Spiders are a bit eh. I mean, yep. there are some builds, but probably not as flexible. But this is one particular build and one that you're passionate about. And Declan, I'll get you to explain it in a second. But for anyone who might not be able to see it or they're listening to it on a podcast later, um, it is a, a Gits army. Hold the line. You've got Bloodthirsty. You've then got your Mangle Squig, uh, Loon Boss, which has got Fight Another Day. So you haven't chosen Jaws of Mork. You've you've mm -hmm. kept yeah. um, a generic Gits list. You've got Fight Another Day, which I love. Amulet of Destiny, interesting choice. Got a fungoid cave shaman with the hand of gork, madcap shaman with moonface moment, awesome artifact. Uh, the great green spite. You've got the web spinner shaman on Arachnorock with the curse of the spider god. Twenty stabbers, twenty shooters, twelve squigs, herds, ten boingrots, six rock guards, six sneaky snufflers, and three ripper snarl fang with the scuttle tide. This is a bit of a soup. This is. Yeah, I was not expecting. I wasn't expecting <laughs> as much of a soup here. But um, yeah. I think you got some mad love here from the from the, the folks who are saying yes, he's got the Underworld's <laughs> Warband. Yeah. Talk me through the madness. Yeah, so so the the reason to take this was to demonstrate how much how many different things there are available in a Gits list. So the one thing I would say is, don't take this list to a tournament. You'll just get slaughtered. So so this this is a have a bit of a have a bit of a chat with a mate and have some fun list. You know this has all the fun stuff in the army. Um, what this will do is it will teach you what you like. So it's got a bit of everything. Um, so you will find out what you like by playing this list. And all of these models are gorgeous. So there is no problem painting up any of these models. You'll enjoy all of them, apart from possibly the mushrooms on the sneaky snufflers, which are slightly annoying. But you'll enjoy all these models when you get them done. Um, it'll look gorgeous on the table. Um, and you'll have lots of fun. What you'll then be able to do, having played four or five games with this with mates is decide what one you like decide what element you're going to and go to that more broadly because as coach and i said before soups are a bit difficult to make work so please don't take this to a tournament and then complain you went nil five um, <clears throat> because it's it's a possibility but the, the, the way yeah, the like I, like I, like i'm looking at this list declan yeah. and like it's a great list don't get me wrong and you know yeah you know, there's there's folks here who are going to listen and they just love their kits and they're going to run them some mm -hmm. people are looking at this competitively and i can already see how i would make this competitive and yeah. Yeah. i'll let you explain it and then i i, I know I'll, I'll challenge yeah. you on some of the changes that we could possibly yeah. make yeah definitely so so the um the first thing is the loon boss on mangler squig so the loon boss on mangler squig is 
great fun. He's one of the few few things we have that can reach out and destroy things in combat. So quite a lot of the stuff we have is quite slow. So the Loon Boss has 3d6 movement, obviously the 2d6 charge. Um, <laughs> um, and um, his Fight Another Day ability just means that when he activates to fight, he can then effectively run away so he doesn't get quite as injured. Um, the, the Loon Boss is unbelievably swingy. So he has damage d6, damage d3. Um, and if you roll badly on those d6s, he'll go into some squig, he'll go into some skinks and he'll kill four skinks. Yeah. If you roll well, he'll go into croak and he'll one shot croak. Yeah. So, so yeah, you just, you have to embrace the lunacy of the mangler squig. Um, if you expect him to always be consistent, you're playing the wrong army and you're playing the wrong thing. So the mangler squig is great fun. The model is just gorgeous. So it's, if you haven't seen it, go onto the website, have a look at it. It's lovely. Um, the Fungoid Cave Shaman. So this is this is one of the things I absolutely have in every list. So the Fungoid Cave Shaman, command points on a four up. Um, Hand of Gork. So Hand of Gork is the pick up and move spell. It is cast on a seven, so it's not straightforward to cast. It still has a within 24, holy within 24, which when the book comes out, it's probably going to change, but that's okay. Um, the great thing about Hand of Gork is it's a threat. Your opponent has to deploy as if you're going to get it off unless they're techless. But other than that, they have to deploy as if that's going to be successful and they have to continue to think that it's going to be successful. So it's a great threat piece. And I always find a lot of opponents will hold an, uh, an unbind waiting for, and I'll always use Hand of Gork later or the, the, yeah. the, the last spell I cast. Sometimes I won't cast it at all, mm. but people will let through spells if they don't have a lot of uh, unbinds yeah. just so they can stop that spell. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's a superb spell. It should be pretty much in every Git's army. It's it's great. Um, the Madcap Shaman is 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 another wizard. So the Madcap Shaman is paper. You know, he's got four wounds. He's got no after save. He will die to a stiff breeze. So you have to be very careful with him. Um, he's got the Great Green Spite. So the Great Green Spite is a magic missile. Um, I mean, if you wanted to make the list better, give him Hand of Gork. Because having redundancy on Hand of Gork is very good. And... Your generic Mystic Shield, generic Arcane Bolt are both perfectly fine spells. Um, but he's got the Moonface Momet. So the Moonface Momet is an artifact that reduces people's save by one. So effectively increases your rend by one. Um, and it, you choose it at the beginning of the combat phase and your opponent doesn't have to be wholly within. So what you do is you hide your Madcap Shaman behind a unit that's going to be charged or you walk him forward and run him forward behind a unit that is charging and then you just say right well they're plus one rend um or they're minus one rend whichever way the rend gets better um yeah and that just scares the life out of people because you know even in the days of stage stacking an extra rend is gold dust so that that item is is great um then the web spinner shaman on arachnorok so i've already talked about him so curse of the spider god makes your spider more poisonous so the reason to include this is just in case you need to get into combat. Um, the other option is Sneaky Distraction for him, which is minus one to hit. Um, I've gone for Let's Make Him More Poisonous. So in this I was going I was going to say, normally you, you, <laughs> you make it harder to hit. That's, that's a very common. Yeah. yeah, but, like, I think one of the challenges that Gits has is dealing mortal wounds. And if you go up against, you know, your, your Blood Knights, um, there's a lot of heroes that are going up to two ups or three ups. The Rend 1 and Rend 2, and I think that's one of the reasons that um, – I used to take a lot of fanatics. I love fanatics, but now Ren 2, it just doesn't cut the mustard. And 
my fanatics have killed Alariel and Durthu and um, uh, Archaeon, and they've done some really good work in second edition. Now being able to Mystic Shield and all that defense, I would not waste my fanatics on those heroes. And then I don't have a lot to deal with the hero, which is where the spider really comes into play. Yeah. And, and you, you know, and as spoken before, you know, he's, I've actually got two monsters in this list, but the loon boss, you just want to go forward and smash stuff. So the web spinner can stay behind, take monstrous takeover. There's no risks with the, with the web spinner. You know, it, it always moves the distance it moves, albeit it degenerates when it gets injured. Um, and, you know, it's, it will stay around for a bit. I haven't, I haven't given it Amulet Destiny, but if you wanted to, you could swip, switch that off the Loon Boss, give it to the Web Spinner. So those are the characters. Um, as far as the battalions are concerned, I don't ever bother with Battle Regiment, with Gloom Spike Gits, whatever I'm playing. So Battle Regiment is the one that allows you to reduce your number of drops. My Goblin Armies are 10, 11, 12 drops. I do, I do have one theory where that might work really well. Yeah. Um, because one of the lists that if I was going to modify this, mm. one consideration you might want to do if you wanted to go squeak heavy, um, you might go battle regiment plus alpha beast pack, take two mangler squigs without a, a loon boss on top, have that loon boss then like have that as your battle regiment, and then kind of bring everything else and have like a three drop, take advantage of that d6 extra move at the start, and just go ham in round one. Um, if you want to go like just super aggressive, obviously, um, there's not a lot of incentives to do it, but if you just want to, like, you come up against Lumineth, you know, they're going to shoot you in the face and you don't want that to happen. You could go three drop, just unleash all of the, um, the, 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 cause one of the, one of the, the, the rules that I love as the loon boss on Mangler is that command ability to give you plus one to wound in a bubble. That, for me, has worked really well with the Colossal Squig. I usually run them in tandem. Or it could work with your um, your, your 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 Mangler Squig. Or you could run both because it is a bubble, right? So the, Mangler Squig, the Colossal Squig could also go in the Alpha Beast pack. But whatever that might be, um, if you want to go really aggressive with a Squig list, that could be a play. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's loads of, loads of ways of, of being super aggressive and having fun with these. Um, and what does the great green spike do? That's probably the other change that I would possibly yeah, make. Yeah, is so, the so. great green spike is a great, uh, essentially like a, um, it's a damage dealing spell. I was going to call it arcane bolt, but arcane bolts changed. Um, <laughs> but it's based on the amount of goblins in. You pick a goblin and your goblin unit, and depending on how many goblins are in the unit, uh, the more powerful the spell becomes. So I always love tapping into like units of forty and sixty. Um, but a unit of 20 kind of gets whittled down pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So so in order to make that work, you have to sort of hide one of your units of 20 quite a bit. Um, but yeah, the it, it's nice to just have that little bit of a distance. I, I'm with you, I quite often run it in run it with 40s and 60s, and it does it starts doing D6 mortal wounds. Um the problem is it's quite difficult to cast, unfortunately. It's not not the easiest thing to cast. Um so and then for the units, I've gone soup again, doesn't it's not a brilliant brilliant list but it gives you a good idea of what what you've got and what's available so the 20 stabbers um they have stabbers and moon shields so they don't they hit on fours because they've got the stabbers you can give them spears but obviously in units of 20 there's there's no point um the barbed nets give you minus one to hit so the nets are the reason you take goblins um the nets also strike much better than the goblins so they they do hit on fives but they get three attacks each yeah, they hit on fours, 
and they get three attacks each. So they are just brilliant. Um, and then the, the Bad Moon banner gives you add one to save against shooting, um, which when you start getting more gits, starts to, starts to impact quite nicely. Um, the 20 shooters are just there because they're a little bit cheaper. Um, the way that I treat the shooters is they never do any damage except on the turn they do. Um, and then they might pick out pick out a character. Um, so at Face Hammer, I ran a unit of 60 shooters, which the, the WhatsApp Gloomspike Gits list asked me what, what I was doing. Um, but it just meant I could hand a Gork the 60 forward and then shoot a support character. And 60 of them are going to kill a five-wound support character with no aftersave, um, especially when you give them add one to hit. Sorry, they get add one to hit when they're in the 60s. And then my my triumph at face hammer was add one to wound. So you give them add one to wound. And suddenly you're killing a support character on turn one and your opponent hasn't seen it coming. So they're great for that. In units of 20, all I'm doing is I'm taking them over the stabbers to make myself cheaper, to make the triumph more likely. Yes. Um, 12 squig herd. So the squig herd are great. Can, can I just say one thing before we move yeah. on to the squig herd? Yeah. Something that I learned from uh, the great Donal. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Donal. I'm going to credit Donal anyway. Uh, another another grot terrorist. He um, he. I remember him sharing very early on, and I love this tip, is that the champion, the unit champion in your stabbers and shooters gets plus one to hit. Mm. Like, okay, that's cool. But there's nothing to say that a netter can't be the champion. Yeah. So you could be getting three attacks, getting the plus one to hit, and if you're using the loon boss to do mortal wounds, then it's just it's a it's a nice little thing. And I'm like, yeah, why isn't my why is why isn't a netter a champion? So Donal, shout out to you. Uh, a tip that I still carry to this day, many years later. Yeah, no, I learned that from Donal as well. So all all my champions are now netters, and they they weren't before. And then yeah, the question was asked and. Yeah, it's, a good, it's a good point. I'm like, good point. Okay, yeah. what, why don't I do that? But yes, yeah. please continue. The the, the squeak herd. Yeah, so the squeak herd are the squeak herd are great fun. And normally I would run these in 24s or 36s. Um, I love the 36. It's just crazily good. Um, so they get two wounds each, as coach has previously said. Um, and that just means you know, people don't expect it. They're on a six up save, so it's rubbish. But the 24 wounds, you have to get through them. Um they get to reroll charges as long as they've got a goblin with them. So they come with 10 squigs, two goblins. Um, if those goblins are with them, they get to reroll charges for free, which means they're a perfect candidate for Handagorg, just outside nine. Nine with a reroll is about 50-50. So you're properly scaring people. And 12, 12 squig herd into the side, you're going to have to go for a support unit or support character. 36, 36 squigs into the side, you're doing proper damage. Um, the squigs also blow up when they run away. So their bravery is four. It's awful. Um, but when they run away, every squig that you remove from battle shop on a four up, it does a mortal wound within an inch. So this is how Kerry killed my Kragnos. So I charged in. I killed. I did 18 wounds to a huge squig herd, and then the rest of them blew up. And she did eight mortal wounds to Kragnos. And then after that, Kragnos is just dead because 10 wounds left is easy to kill. Yeah, and you don't inspire presence like you you know you want no, them to no. fail that like unless you're holding an objective and it's the difference like you just let let it go through you don't spend yeah. the inspiring presence and the amount of mortal wounds you can do especially when you start going into twenty four or thirty six they're a massive anvil no one really wants to fight a, a big block of squig herd because it's a waste yeah. but when you engage with them 
because uh, you just can't shoot them. Most armies can't shoot them and take them off. So you've got to engage them. And then they can, one, their bite attacks are actually pretty decent. I actually don't yeah. mind them in combat. And then they do mortal wounds out. So um, yeah. I think they're really good value. They're, they are very good value. And in this list, because my my general is a is a squig loon boss. So by that, I mean he's either on a mangler squig or he's on a cave squig. Um, this unit can come back. So on a four plus in your battle shock phase, they come back, um, and you can keep rolling until they come back. So every turn you get to roll once. Um, so you know the first turn you're unlikely to. Fifth turn might not matter quite so much. But when you're running bigger units, having a unit come back is very very powerful. Um, the Boingrot Bounders are there because you need something that pushes out and does some damage. Um, so they could go with your loon boss because then the bubble. That coach talked about works um just charge them in they do four ups they do mortal wounds on the charge so if you get 10 of them you're doing five mortal wounds on the charge um and they're not bad when they charge you know the lances are not bad the squigs on the bottom are perfectly reasonable they're two attacks rend one damage one so they're going to go through stuff um so they are they are your hitting unit they are the mm. hitty but perfect for conquer you know, especially if somebody's left a small battle line unit behind, you might choose Conquer, you might choose Broken Ranks. The Boingrot Bounders are fast enough to get those battle tactics that people may not think you're going to get. Um, of course, outside Jaws of Mork, which is where I'm playing in this, you're doing 2d6 for movement and then 2d6 for charging. So it is very random. Um, with Jaws of Mork, you get to re-roll the 2d6 for moving, which is great. Um, and if you take a Loon Boss on Cave Squig, you can give them add three to move as well. So there's a ways of making the Boingrot significantly more, um, uh, what's the word I'm searching for? Um, significantly less random. So significantly more likely to do what you want. I do want to call it quickly mentioned, Hello World makes an interesting point, and I don't disagree with them. Um, and they mentioned that uh, losing all of their squig herd to battle shock is not good because of the amount of points you're spending. And I would partially agree and partially disagree. And the reason I say that is it depends on what they're fighting. If you are going up against, let's say, for example, a unit of five Blood Knights, they're on a two-up armor save, your, most of your units are not going to cut through the, the, the unit of Blood Knights. That is a great way to chip them down quite significantly. But if they're chaffed up with something that a, a couple of mortal wounds is not going to help, then, yeah, it's, it's a, probably a complete waste. So for me, um, where, where I play my Squeak Herd and what I go for is very targeted and very specific because I want to tie something up and punish them when they get in. So I'm looking for especially those high armor saves. Yeah. And a, a trick you can do with the Squig Herd is you can place them wholly within 12 of the Loon Shrine um, so that they're then immune to Battle Shock. Your opponent then charges. You can pile in outside 12 if the opponent charges for something big. So if your opponent charges you with Archeon or something silly, then... You can charge in, you can go, right, well, I'm going to pile in outside 12 because I want to blow up. If they charge you with something rubbish, like 10 skinks or something, then don't pile in outside 12. Stay within 12 and just beat it. Um, and then any battle shock you do is automatically protected. So you can play with the Loon Shrine a bit. Don't, you know, you can decide when you yeah. fail battle shocks and be a little bit tricksy. And in that example, I would not send 12 Squig Herd into Archaeon. But if no. I had a unit of 36, <laughs> if I had a unit of 36, different story. Yeah. Um, 36 is still not going to kill Archaeon, but it's going to tie him up a little bit. And he'll he'll do some cheeky mortal wounds. But 
yeah. he also will heal up a lot. So yeah. um, tying him up and not kind of wrecking face into your, your your rock guts or your web spinner shaman might be the right play. But yeah. yes, I would not automatically throw my 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 squeak herd and just hope for them to fail battle shock. It's not that's not the one and only play. So good yeah. good comment. Yeah. Um. Then the rock gut trogoths. So I know Stuart. He'll kill me if I don't put trogoths in the list. So six rock guts for him. Um. So these are both a hammer and an anvil. Now they're quite slow, so you do have to be a little bit careful with where you position them. Um, but they, they, so if they're still in six, they'll automatically do mortal wounds at range because they'll automatically be able to throw their rock. Um, they've then got two attacks each, um, rend two, damage three. Yeah, they are going through a lot of stuff. Um, in this list, they don't come back. But in a list where you're using the Dankhold Trog Boss, if you have six Trogoths or even nine Trogoths, they come back and they'll come back in halves. So if you run nine Trogoths, you get five back from the Loon Shrine. Um, and it's it's great fun playing an opponent and then having them kill nine Trogoths, which is not the easiest thing in the world. It's 36 wounds to have five of them then come back. Um, and, so and to mention, you know, we, we said, you know, right at the start of the lists, um, you know, if you wanted to kind of move this away from soup and go more competitive, you would really double down on the on the the, the trogs. You would go two or three units of, of of rock guards. You'd probably have a unit or two of fell water, maybe a couple of units of three fell waters. I love fell waters uh, vomiting over the lines of things like stabbers. I think that's mm -hmm. a really nice little play um, because they also get the the the, um, the minus one to be hit. But you want them coming back because the rock guts have that five up ward save to wounds and mortals. And they've got four wounds, right? So that's great for rally. Mm. Really good for rally. And then being able to heal them up under the light of the bad moon and all that stuff. But, you know, the key to trogs is being able to, you know, your opponent finally kills that unit, then bringing them back from the loon shrine and then head of gawking them back up into combat or, you know, up the table. It takes a lot of resources to take down six or nine rock guts. It's a lot of resources. It's a lot of wounds. Um, you know, what are they? Five up armor save, five up ward save. Throw all that all that defense on them. So they're on fours. Um, they heal on a four plus D three wounds. So um, they're a big anvil. Yes. Yeah. And they they are a great fun unit. And the the um, both the Trogoths, so the Feldwaters and the Rock Guts, are also really, really gorgeous models. I mean, the, the the Rock Guts, I've got six painted and another nine on the painting table. Every one is different. They're a lovely kit. You're not getting the same model, the same monopose model throughout. They're lovely, and they'll get loads and loads of play. Um, the Sneaky Snufflers I've already mentioned. So the Sneaky Snufflers add one attack to the Moon Clan. So that's the Boycott Grinders, Squig Herd, the Shooters, the Stabbers. So Early on, you give out one attack to the bounders, probably. Um, and then later on, you'll give out one attack to the squig herd and the shooters and the stabbers when you're trying to defend. Um, the the add one attack is on any profile. So the boy rock bounders have their lances and have their squigs. So you get add one attack on each one of those. It's worth calling out though that it's a, it's only in melee, so you can't yes. You, yes. you can't use sneaky snufflers on the archers to make them two shots. It's Agreed. it's only buffing melee. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the shooting in the Gloom Spikes Gits list is um is not very good. It's not why you're taking the list. 
No, like if you really need shooting, that's where Scragrock comes in. Or I'm looking at something like the Killer Bows from the Auric War Clans to yeah. give me a bit of um, a bit of range damage because you just don't have it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've got Rippers. So I, I love Rippers. I've, I've waxed lyrical about them already. Um, they are they are a superb un underworld warband. And um, now because the minimum size of Squig Herds and Squig Hoppers has increased. So it used to be six squig herd and five squig hoppers. No longer, it's 12 and 10. Um, it means the number of units we have around the 70 point level is really small. It's sneaky snufflers mm. and it's rippers. Um, so we're limited in what, we can, what we've got as very cheap throwaway units. Um, I used to throw away units as six squig herd like they were going out of fashion and you just don't have that anymore. So the rippers fill the gap that appeared because of the change in, in minimum unit size. Um, which is great. They're a lovely, they're a lovely model, and they remind me of my Git mob as well. Now, I've got 120 squatted Git mob um, in in the shelves, so it's nice to it's nice to bring some Git mob back. Yeah, uh, in Hades, we've already talked about the six inch pile, and we've already talked about the yeah. fast movement. It's just the 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 rippers are a good choice, and I and I previously mentioned as well. I love that they're not battle line, which means that when I'm using them as a screen, I'm not giving away broken ranks as a battle tactic. Which is where, if I'm using like the squeak herd, your squeak herd, I'm giving away VP when they die because they're battle line. So screening yeah. with your um your your battle line is not always the right place. So anyway you can bring in something cheap like that, like Aether Wings, whatever it might be in your army, um, mm. really good choice. I think for me again, you know, if I'm going the spider route, I'm going double or triple spiders. If I'm going in a grot build, I'm boosting up those stabbers and having more of those stabbers. Um, the sneaky snufflers for me probably wouldn't come in until I'm going in big numbers of stabbers. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, mostly because you know you're buffing up units of 20, so they're not like for me, it's a bit, eh. yeah. But you know, having a loon boss, a loon boss on foot, giving the mortal wounds is, um, is a great little combo with the stabbers for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and if I'm building around the squigs, especially the mangler squig, I want uh, either a wizard to have squig lure. I want to get myself um, maybe um, a colossal squig, or I'm going, you know, a couple of just mangler squigs, um, because he will not hand because he's fighting alone essentially, and he will not do as much as you think. I always find he works better with twos, whether it is a loon boss on mangler with a mangler or a loon boss with the colossal. He needs a friend, and the spider is not always going to be that friend that runs up and supports. Yeah, I mean, you can just about friend him with the Boingrots, but the Boingrots, the 2d6 against 3d6 is a huge difference on movement. So so the Mangler's which is 3d6. Which, which is, is where the Colossal moves 4d6. So, yeah. you know, not having to worry about um, uh, really, you know, having to re-roll a charge because you're usually going to be within three or three inches. Um, uh, you know, or you might bring yourself in some piggies. You know, the I think the bone splitter piggies might be worth considering, or even gore grunters that might mm. go up the board with it. Um, or you might bring yourself in a mega gargan. I think that is another yeah. option. But yeah. I think overall, if you're like a just like a soup and you want to try a bit of everything, I love this type of list because it has it does give you a bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, and it it allows you to it allows you to play and find out what you want. Yeah, because. Starting with, if you were to start with gits now, you, you're going you're going to struggle on your first few games. Now, hopefully, the new book's coming out, 
so hopefully we'll get a new book um and that that should mean based on the books we've got so far that should mean that we come back to being sort of parity um yeah but the, the gits are always a random army they always will be you know if you don't like random movement and you don't like d6 damage you, you're, you're in the wrong army for gits you know, they, they won't sometimes they won't do what you want them to I think the other call out as well would be someone like Scragrot because Scragrot mm -hmm. is a has a six wound wizard. He has a four up ward save. He has a thirty or twenty eight inch range attack. So his shooting attack is awesome. Mm -hmm. Being able to steal artifacts is great. I love that spell. Yeah. Um, and being able to generate command points if he's the general as well. Um, I think just overall Scraggy is a really good choice, especially in some of these metas where, you know, you are shooting and sniping your heroes. If you're getting a fungoid cave shaman, Scraggrot the Loon King, and then something like the Web Spinner Shaman or the uh, Trog the, the, the Trogoth Hag mm -hmm. with the Amulet of Destiny, you've got some really durable heroes. Yeah. Um, because I wouldn't put that on a four wound hero, but you know you've got some tanky heroes that'll survive you. And Scraggy gets pluses to cast, so you get plus yep. one to cast. Put him on Arcane, you're on plus two. Under the light of the Bad Moon, you get plus three. So you get some consistency with the spell casting. Yeah, yeah, and the the Nicket Nicket spell. Um, <sighs> so 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 I've I've never made it work because I can't roll very well. At my last tournament, I did it twice. Oh, my so last tournament, I did it. I stole two artifacts. It's the best. <laughs> Yeah, they so should he, let me run the artifacts. They should let me use it. <laughs> so it's it's superb. It's really good. I mean, I uh, uh, face hammer um, with 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 my war clients, but I was playing Seraphon and they got rid of my Amulet of Destiny on the Maw Crusher, and it makes a huge difference. You know, with the Amulet of Destiny at the moment is on some very big creatures, um, and and Scraggy can definitely get rid of it. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and and he can, as you say, he can get up to a reasonable plus to cast, and then. Against Bama, they're not stopping a 10 cast very often. I think the other change that I would make in your list, if it was mm. my type of list, is I mentioned my love-hate relationship right now with Scuttletide. I'm mm. I'm I'm not a big fan of Scuttletide. In your list, I would more likely bring in the Arachnorok Cauldron to give yeah. my web spinner shaman the cauldron. Or I think something like Soul Snare Shackles would be a mm -hmm. good option because you're looking at, you know, if you're if you're blocking off the board with grots, you then could then start blocking off charges with shackles, as opposed to what Scuttled Tide used to do for me, which was block off the board. Yeah. Yeah. So so the, the list that I ran at Facehammer had Scuttle Tide, the Cauldron, and Emerald Life Swarm. So the 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 cauldron was under control of the web spinner, and then the yeah. emerald emerald life swarm was under control of probably the madcap most of the time, um, and it just meant the cauldron damages people, damages you mostly, and then the emerald life swarm brings it all back, um, and so you weren't weren't really getting injured too much, um, and the cauldron's a great shout. So so for those who don't know, the cauldron gives you access to to the Gloomspite list, but it gives you access to Hand of Gork and things like that. So the list that the web spinners don't have access to normally. And there are some very good spells in there. Um, and another threat for Hand of Gork is very powerful. Um, yeah, for, for me, like it's, uh, I mean, if you, you can either build offensive gits and you're mm -hmm. either doing mortal wounds from spiders, you're doing high damage either from high attacks or high rend from the, uh, the trogs or the squeaks. Or you're doing what I play, which is the board control of mm. the gits gits. So yeah. I'm doing lots of bodies, 
debuffing with minuses all around the board, clogging up the board with endless spells, like I mentioned, the, the shackles. I used to run Palisade back in the day, and there's a few others that I would kind of just like zone off the board mm. and make your life a living nightmare to try to get onto the objective. And when you got onto the objective, I've got like 60 or 40 bodies throwing minuses one, minus two to hit, um, and it just takes you so much time and resources to reduce a unit of 40 goblins. Yeah. And when they die, I'm like, I don't care because 20 of them are coming back and I'm going to hand up Gork and we'll do this all over again. Yeah, and and that's that's one of the reasons I really like the Gits and I keep going back to them because I Gits are not an army you can ever get bored of. That there isn't one build for Gits. You know, and there isn't even one playstyle. You, know, you have got everything you need in the Gits army. And if you've got a good mix from the Gits, you can do anything you like at a tournament. And you could run Gits for a year and be playing completely different play styles at every tournament you went to. Um, and it you would you can't get bored with Gits. You know, they're they're always they always give you options. There's so many different ways you can play. I mean, I've played 12 games and all of my lists, apart from the face hammer one for because it's five games in a row, all of the lists have been completely different. Now so so you can absolutely always change. So if you were, and I'm just thinking this like to bring us home, I've got some ideas. If you were going to build a tournament list, like yeah. you wanted to do well at a tournament, because I know you brought a bit of a lull list to, to yeah. discuss, and we've had some really good talk about your experience at tournaments, right? If you were going to run Gits and want to do well, let's say you were aiming for 3-2 or even 4-1. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think 4 one's a bit of a stretch. You know, with luck and with timing, you might get it. But what does it look like for a Gits player who wants to be competitive? I think for me probably a Mega Gargant has to be in there. I think right now, one Mega Gargant, it's just a shame I can't give it the Amulet of Destiny like it's an ally or I can't bring in the Mercenary. I think I'm looking at Mortal Wounds. I need to have a bunch of Mortal Wounds to handle the meta. I don't want to have too many cheap monsters. I don't want to be giving away too many VP. So I want to have monsters that are durable and survivable whether it's through Amulet of Destiny, whether it's a high armor save, whether it's just a lot of wounds. What are the other elements that you would have if you were going to build a Gits list that did well at a tournament? Yeah, so I, I definitely agree with the Gargan. You know, we, we've got four Gargans are currently top of the meta or very close to top of the meta, and they're consistently going 4-1-3-2. So if you can take 25% of that army and put it into the Gits army, why wouldn't you? So, so yeah, you've got to, you've got to bring a gargant if you if you want to have a chance, and you can bring any of the three. I mean, my my preference it'd be cracking. My preference would be cracking. But you know, you could you could get away with any of them. Having brought the gargant, I wouldn't bring another monster. So um, I wouldn't. I would then not take the Mangler Squig, or I wouldn't take the Arachnorock because one monster is very powerful in Gurth. I think that there are diminishing returns because you're giving away plus one every time you lose one. Um, <laughs> maybe the troll hag i'm still i'm Absolutely. still high on the troll hag because she's 16 wounds she heals d6 a turn and mm. you could give her the amulet of destiny so that's a yeah. really tanky so that means you've got two tanky heroes yeah um yeah. but outside yeah. of that yeah I, I would probably but that's like a thousand points you know uh, yeah just around a thousand points yeah and and also i mean i don't i don't very often play with the 412 stuff because i'm constantly in fear that they won't come back <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm already invested. I've got two colossals. I've got a squid gobbler. I've got troll hag. I'm, uh, I'm all in. But uh, oh, and obviously the other one was the uh, the slog off that uh, that more yes. that marsh crawler. Marsh Although, crawler. does the mercenary guard get them in? I can't take the marsh crawler, or I'm starting to do both. So I can't remember. I think you're allowed to take the mercenary and allies, but I would need to check. Keep, all right, keep talking. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to yeah, make sure. Okay. So, um, so uh, um, if you're trying to win a tournament, um, either you go trogs and you smash everything, and then there's nothing left. Now, the problem with that is there is stuff that will just smash you at the top level. So, you're too slow to take on Luminaire, um, and gargants with their counts as 20 counts of 30 probably mean they just get too far ahead by the time of killing the gargants um so i would go board control i love my gits i would i would go massive gits clammy hand so the clammy hand is an artifact that your general can take which allows you to roll twice on the loon shrine so as long as he's alive and within six so you're just hiding behind the loon shrine um so what you're doing is you're rolling Every Battleshock phase, you're rolling two dice looking for four pluses, and every four plus you can bring back a unit that's previously died, as long as you've not previously brought it back. Um, and by so, the way, old mate, old mate Cobbers said, and I just looked up the rules, you can't have both. Okay. So uh, mercenary, a mercenary mega, um, reading the rules now, it says if you do so, your army cannot include any other mercenary units or any other allied units. There we go. So nice you, you've got to Sorry. choose. So are you taking a mega? Or are you taking the Slogoth, Dobby the mm -hmm. Slogoth, and, yeah. and and any friends? So Yeah. So so I, I think I think I'm taking the Gargan. I think if you want to do well, I think you're taking the Gargan. Agreed. Um and and then I would go for I'd go for control. So um you're taking you're taking gits because you want you want a net near that gargant. So the great thing about the the goblin nets is that they affect models within two inches so you can have the gargan and then the little goblins next to it and then when people charge the gargan they're near the net so they're minus one to hit the gargan massively increasing its survivability um and then you're you're pushing forward you're you're using your swarms of goblins as very small gargans um, so all you're trying to do is just hold the objectives for long enough before you die. But you've got the multiple wound output. You've got the loon bosses. So definitely take the loon bosses. Definitely take take the take the gits to have um, uh, to have multiple wound output. Um, I have never got on with fanatics, so I can't I can't comment on whether they're good enough. But you do want to take no. the sports fighters. See, I love fanatics, and I love the fact that I think probably one thing that's in their favor right now is um, all out attack. So mm -hmm. if you have that loot, if you have, oh, when do they fight? They, they fight at the they, start of combat. They fight at the start of the combat, yes. Cool. So it means that if I've got a loon boss around, I can issue all that attack, or, or even like Dobby, the the um, our, our good friend giving a plus one to hit. <laughs> yes. Because um, that's probably one of my challenges, right? Because the, the loon smasher fanatics hit on fours, wound on yeah. threes. Yeah. And you used to get, you know, and you can, and you can't get the reroll ones now because they're not a git, right? They're not, they don't have the, yeah. the Moon Clan keyword. Mm. But if you can get them to threes and threes, rend two for D six, D six damage, D three damage, D three uh, damage. Yeah, D six attacks, D three damage. It's D yeah, yeah it's D six attacks for D three damage. But there's been times where I've spiked and I did twenty seven or twenty eight hits. I yeah. hit a Lariel with twenty eight hits once. 
Um, <laughs> so if I can get that to hitting on threes and wounding on threes, and if I have the Moonface Moment around and I can get that uh, rate, uh, a plus uh, m- another minus one to the save, yep. essentially making them run three, um, with that many amount of attacks, you could really pull down some of these big heroes for essentially 150 odd points. The the unit of of, of Loon Smashers. Yes. Yeah. So and and. The, the fact that the activation wars seems to have reduced, I think, has probably helped Fanatics. Because when they came out, almost immediately, we went into the activation wars of everyone being able to strike first. Um, and then the gits, you need the gits to strike first on both the phases, really. You don't want, you know, if you're bringing them out for your opponent to charge them, you still want to be striking first. And when the activation wars were going on in AOS 2, there was just too much that could go in and could hurt them. Um, there is still, there are a lot of risks around the fanatics that I'm not yet sold on. So, for instance, the fact that Stomp exists and things like that. You know, they are one wound goblins um, that have a. a but you could, can, but you could put them into Hunters of the Heartland. Uh, yes, you can. That's true. And yeah. and yes, yeah. and 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 you still hide them into a unit of of goblins. Yeah. Um, and you obviously still have the play of being able to hand of gawk the unit of goblins, then release the fanatics, then to six inch charge. Um, obviously there's no leader around, so it makes them, you can't really re-roll it, mm. but yeah, you could hunt as a, actually, that's a really good call. Actually, that's yes. a really good call. If you yeah. were going to run fanatics, you probably are going to hunt as a heartland. So they can't get stomped because yeah. that, that could, that could remove three of your five fanatics before yes. they start swinging. And that would, yeah. that would kill me. Yeah, no, you, you're right. You definitely, I hadn't thought of that before. So you definitely want to put them in hunts of the heart round. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work elsewhere, does it? So yeah, no, so you don't want to be stomped, or or you're just avoiding monsters because you don't want to be stomped, and that's and half the reason you're taking them is to take down these high armor save, high um, high wound count heroes. Yes, yeah. So so I would I, I would I would be doing the goblins, sneaky snufflers, spore splatters, loon bosses. So you've got add to attack to your big unit of goblins. Um, you're 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 giving up the line, add one to hit because you're taking the gargan, but that's okay. Um, and then you've got the loon boss giving you mortal wounds, and the mortal wounds are—they can—they can spike astonishingly well. Um, hmm. Yeah, at, at, at face hammer they spiked into some stormcast, and they wiped out ten stormcast in a turn, um, because you know you just keep rolling sixes, um, and it's the, you have that ability to do that. So I would be setting myself up for the for the grot list. Um, the the trog list is doable. But you have to find a way of capturing objectives. So I think the trog list needs at least one unit of twenty goblins, um, just to help you gain some of those objectives because you need the bodies. And noobs, yes. If I was running goblins, I said this at the top of the show. You might have missed it. It's okay if you didn't. But um, I, if I was running go- goblins, I would a hundred percent take the copper palooza. One that reroll ones to wound is great, especially when you're doing the mortal wounds. Or alternatively, you've also got the um, the, the immune battle shock. I think it's on a three plus. So getting an additional inspiring presence, air quote there, um, means that I can I can run more of the hordes and have uh, not have to worry about heavy battle shock. So. It's not nearly as bad. I think the yeah. trogs. I think you're right. You're really running around with like six and nine blocks of trogs. You're not running lots of units of three. Um, you might have one. You might have them just in the fell waters. But I think you're doing a heavy rock gut. Uh, I would still have the trogoth um, princess, the trog yes. hag. Mm-hmm. I think she has to be in there uh, because yeah. I'm not a big fan of the trog heroes. I don't think they're that good. 
No. Um, I think they're a bit of a tax. And I know when I've talked to Stuart in the past, he seems to agree, although yeah. I don't know what his third edition kind of comments are. But you're putting most of your points in your trogs and you're getting a rally, you're using um, Emerald Life Swarm, you're, you know, you're, you're bringing them back through, uh, you know, using the, the Bad Moon to heal them. And then you're bringing them back through the, um, through the Loon Shrine. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's there's definitely there's a lot of plays within the Gloom Spite, and the um, we we now know that the Gargant list works thanks to JP, thanks to him going four one. And there's there's a lot of us in the UK playing with lots of different Gloom Spite lists to try to find out what works. Um, and we haven't we haven't yet found it, but that doesn't mean it's not there. Um, and hope and hopefully the Australian and New Zealand chaps once they come out of lockdown will start helping us coach. Well, I'm I'm officially out of lockdown, my friend. I'm officially Brilliant. week one. I'm out of jail. Uh, people seem impressed with my prison tattoos, but um, <laughs> for me, the I, it feels like Cities of Sigma. If I'm a Gits player and I've listened to this till the very end, mm. I feel like it took Cities of Sigma a good three to six months until you actually started seeing tournament winning performances. I know, like Tom Morsley. Um, had had a list and outside of that there weren't a lot of cities of sigma that did well in the meta because it took them a long time to crack the code i feel like gits is in the same boat i don't think i would write them off completely it is hard mode i won't lie it is going to be hard for you but i think there's some secret sauce still in there i think some of the things that we've talked about and building building to the meta and Stu's Stu's already saying, let's see what happens at Bobo. I think I think he's got some secret list tech. Maybe he's going to go 5-0 with the Trogs at Bobo, send off the Battle Tome on a high. This has been awesome, my friend. Declan, I've learned so much from you, and it's been good to talk because Gits are one of the armies that I have near and dear to my heart. I love the Ripper Snarl Fangs. I think it's a really good shout. Um, I think we both agree that Kragnos is not the best no. choice. Even at 500 points, I would struggle. I would rather take a Mega Gargan over Craggy. He just doesn't synergize that well. Give me a proper mortal wound save and we'll talk. Yeah. Um, I just don't need the plus one bravery. Like, it's just not that good. Um, give me plus one attack. Give me plus one to hit. Give me something a bit more inspiring than plus one bravery for the guy who ended the Dracolines. Yes. So bad. Is there he anything is you want to kind of? He's bad. Like he's bad. Like I love him. Like don't get me wrong. He's. I'm sure it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, people want to see you. People want to see your models, and that's probably a good way to say that I've got his Twitter handle below. Uh, yep. Check out Declan. I'm sure Declan's going to show a whole bunch of photos off of his army. They look lovely in the back. But let's do a proper zoom in. Um, any shout outs? Any people you want to call out? Any games clubs? If people want to talk to you more, Twitter is obviously the place to be. Yeah. Yeah. So so Twitter. Um, at Declan and Eeyore. Um, uh, WhatsApp. So we've got a Gloom Spike Gits WhatsApp and Stuart runs a Trog WhatsApp. There's loads of positivity in there. We all love talking about Gits and it's never uh, very occasionally. It's a little bit negative, but in the main, it's very positive. We all help each other. It's great. Um, my local club is Age of Chumps. So should give you an idea of our level of gaming. That's not, not brilliant. Um, it's because your opponents are chumps. Yeah. So yeah, that's why. You... Yeah. Yeah. We'll go, we'll go with that. Um, and just thank, thanks to all the people who've been running tournaments straight after COVID. So um, uh, Alex Jones at the um, at Carnage, superb events, great fun. Uh, Russ and Byron at Facehammer was great, and all the stuff that um, uh, that uh, Rob runs at the Honest Wargamer. It's a lovely small little venue, but if you're ever near Nottingham and he's got a tournament on, go to it. They're great fun. 
Yeah, you guys got you guys are you're you're in the groove. Um, Discord is telling hello world, and Discord is saying you must join my Discord. So come on, come talk trogs. Um, but more importantly, let's bring home this last question. Uh, I have my response, and I love it. I think it's the smartest thing that I've ever thought of. Um, one of, but what do you use for your bad moon token? So I use the malevolent moon spell, the endless spell, oh. because I never I never use it. So. I use that as my moon token. I really like that endless spell, so I'm not going to rub it. I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> use it. What I use, and I went onto eBay and um, I picked up the the token from Blood Bowl. So oh, Blood Bowl I... has this little coin looking thing, right? And on oh. one side is a bad moon. So oh. it's just a little a little flat token. I picked it up for like a dollar on eBay because mm. you know, like those bit sellers, right? Yeah, and it looks great. But my favourite still at a tournament is uh, a gentleman in New Zealand who brought a helium balloon tied to a rock, wrote Dabad Moon on it, and literally, I think it was Sean, one of the, I think it was one of the Sean's had it, literally had a helium balloon moving up the table tied to a rock called Dabad Moon. It was the greatest thing I've ever saw. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. It was amazing, wasn't it? It'll be great to have, so it'll be great to have New Zealand and Australia back going doing tournaments and start seeing loads of photos and stuff. So, yeah. Now uh, we're back. Yeah. But let's bring it home. I'm in my Git shirt. Um, I'm all about getting the, the bad moon. I am excited to talk about them. I'm going to buy myself a slog off, I think. That's just such a good ally. Oh, that's a, that's a good call as well. Stuart's saying that he uses the old um, Skull Pass bad oh, moon 10. That's, that's, right. good, that's a good yeah, shot. That's good idea. Yeah. It's a really good one. Um, if you want to talk more, go check out Declan Twitter handle below. Ask him for the WhatsApp. I will not put it into the YouTube channel because uh, I don't want bots to get into the um, to get the public URL. So maybe message uh, Declan, message um, Trog, go find the secret cult that is um, Glimpsebite. Let me know what everyone's thinking. If you have a list, if you agree or disagree with us, if you think spiders are the best and I missed out on something and there's maybe some secret source that I'm not talking about, or maybe you're angry at me because I didn't talk about Ale Guzzler Gargants. And <laughs> I, fun fact, fun fact, I did have a mirror match. I, I think I've only ever had one mirror match, and that was against Nathan Prescott at Adepticon. That's right, an Australian and a Brit in America fighting at the last round of a tournament. And um, and we had double Loon Shrine, which was hilarious. And I trashed his uh, Ale Guzzler Gargant, and it was the thing that won the game for him. Like he made like a long bomb charge. He didn't roll the double, and uh, he beat me. And I'm like, all right, we'll play. We'll we'll play Prescott. Yeah, <laughs> funny bloody ale guzzler gargant. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna end the show. All right, thank you all. Let's find the little outro video. Until next time, uh, roll your triumph and forget, remember it. I never do. Declan, thank you. Cheers. Thanks for sticking around until the end. I hope you found that video interesting and you walked away with a few new ideas. If you did, I would appreciate it if you hit like on the video as well as left me a comment. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section below. The conversation will continue over on Discord, so links down below in the episode description if you want to join the Discord and continue the Age of Sigma conversation. I want to give a massive shout out as well to these absolute bloody legends, these champions who have continued to support me through Patreon or YouTube members. That is going directly into supporting the maintenance and the growth of this channel. So thank you very much, guys. Much appreciated. And until next time, roll more sixes.